Hello and welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name is Katie Stoll. It so is. My name's Cody Johnston. Furthermore, it so is. Furthermore, and joining us today, we are delighted to tell you we have singer songwriter from Eve Six and uh, manager of their much loved Twitter account, Max Collins. Hi, Hi Max. Thanks for having. <laughs> oh, we're thrilled to have you. It, no, it's great to be here. Yeah, love slash reviled. Hopefully, maybe a little bit more of the former. Fifty-one percent love. Yeah, there's yeah. A ratio, it depends on the day. Know, so, Look, yeah. we don't all poll at our highest. That's that's what <laughs> <laughs> that's just life. That's how it goes. Right, right. I uh, real quick before we we get into the news and chatting with you, uh, I gotta acknowledge that today, mm-hmm. February eighteenth, is eat ice cream for breakfast day. Perhaps the best holiday. Our Dear Nation celebrates. Do we celebrate that? I mean, I celebrate this a lot. I, I always have. <laughs> I celebrated it once on my birthday when I was a child. It was huh. great. Had, yeah, it was a nice I'm sending you ice treat. cream for your birthday breakfast this year. Are you? Okay. With pennies in it. Boys, do I... Men, I'm sorry. Gentlemen? <laughs> lads. Do either lads, of you eat lads, ice you. cream for breakfast? I don't think I've ever had ice cream for breakfast. I, I eat a lot of ice cream, though. Sure. But, um, yeah, it's more of a basic kind of, you know, uh, post-supper routine for this fella. I, I would say that you aren't addicted to sugar enough in that case. You haven't lived until you had a morning scoop of ice cream. I'll, I'll give it a try. Uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll do a belated um, ice cream for breakfast day. There you go. Let us let yeah. us know how it goes. Katie, what are you doing to people? Why are you <laughs> forcing, forcing the ice cream down, down okay, people's Okay, look, throats? I'm not going to say do it every day, and I should clarify that. I do have ice cream for breakfast frequently, but I don't have a whole bowl. I'll have like a little bit, <laughs> you know, like, That's fair. and maybe it's not the first thing that I eat, but it's like in the morning. Honestly, I've paused a workout to have a bite of ice cream. That's <laughs> right. That's well, that means you earned it. No, you earned it. Is there a go to morning flavor? Well, okay, this is going to be disappointing for everyone. There is a go to flavor in my life and it's embarrassing because it's vanilla. Oh that's my not god! Embarrassing. That is embarrassing. That's fine. <laughs> Who loves vanilla? I do. Everyone I, loves vanilla, vanilla ice goes cream. With everything. But my favorite. Gosh, I love a fruity ice cream like a strawberry. But I love a vanilla. It goes with mm-hmm. everything. You can put fruit in it. You can put chocolate chips in it. And then you got yourself a chocolate chip. Also mm-hmm. a favorite ice cream. I could talk about ice cream for days, boys, lads, gentlemen. And we just did. We did on that on the on the important day. Day. Just real quick, I just want to say I'm not. Like McDonald's vanilla ice cream is maybe like my number one. But other than that, like I'm a chocolate person, but um, McDonald's like soft serve vanilla is, I don't know, that that's like, that's, that's a pinnacle. But we can move on. <laughs> Wait, no, we can't because you brought up a true thing. It's just M- McDonald's ice cream. I postmate myself McDonald's ice cream frequently late at night. One time I kept trying to do it and they kept canceling <laughs> And then finally they called me and they said, our ice cream machine is broken. Mm-hmm. But I love that McDonald's ice cream. I crave it. That's soft serve. They're it, always broken. Through a drive through with my kids a few weeks ago to get the McDonald's ice cream. They were really excited. And uh, 
they were out of the ice cream, so we had to drive to a different location. But mm-hmm. look, this is the kind; these are the stories you're going to get um, from the Eve Six guys. So buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> <So. laughs> Ooh, yeah! Hey there! You know what's coming up soon? President's Day. Boy, we we just love President's Day on this show. What's my favorite president? You ask. Ah, yeah, there's just so many. Good ones to pick from. There's that white guy, the other white guy. Anyway, I want to tell you about Brooklinen's President's Day Sale. You can save on all the comforts you crave with Brooklinen's award-winning line of home essentials to keep you snug as some kind of disgusting bug while you celebrate presidents. We love presidents. Listen here, president lovers. Brooklinen has everything from loungewear to bedding to towels. All the luxury comforts. If they made a car, it would be like... Really soft car. This is what they do. And you can get this stuff on sale because of presidents. So what the heck? Don't sleep on savings, you knucklehead. Brooklinen's President's Day sale is right around the corner. Or maybe you're watching or listening to this after the sale. Too bad. But hey, you can still get the deals of your dreams at brooklinen.com with promo code more news. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com slash more news. Happy birthday to all the presidents. That's how it works. Hey, it's me. Did you know that depending on your country, Netflix will withhold certain movies and shows that you could get access to elsewhere? For example, I am always down to watch the submarine drama U571, except it's only available on Netflix in countries like Spain. How unfair. Luckily, with ExpressVPN, I can control which country I want Netflix to think I'm in. And so with a click of a button, I can have access to both U571 and K19, the Widowmaker, simply by changing my location. And the best part, it works on a bunch of other streaming services too. How neat is that? Stop paying for streaming services without getting the submarine content you desperately need. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash some news. And don't forget to use our link so you can get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash some news, expressvpn.com slash some news, and start watching the Harvey Keitel classic U571 today. You can do it. I know you can. This is exciting. We're off to a great start. So, Max, you and Cody connected on Twitter about probably lots of things, but specifically here today uh, about Spotify. And we've been avoiding talking about this topic, knowing that you would be coming on in a couple of weeks. So we saved it for you. I mean, as we all know, everyone's talking about fucking Spotify because of fucking Joe Rogan, um, because it's a day of the week and it extends throughout entire li- our entire lives. We're going to talk about Joe Rogan for the rest of our yep. lives. Um, yeah. So this guy, he's a podcast, he's a podcast guy. It's fine. Whatever. Um, it's not fine, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, this sort of led uh, to people um, wanting him to be removed from Spotify because he has this like hundreds of millions of dollars deal uh, with them to get his podcast on there. And this sort of uh, started a conversation less about get rid of Joe Rogan on Spotify and more just about Spotify being not a good company Mm -hmm. or platform uh, for artists. And they've never been. And uh, the amount they actually pay artists compared to the, what, $200 million that Joe Rogan gets. And I think that's sort of a more interesting conversation to have and uh, more important like topic about the platform in general and how it treats artists and how people even make their living 
as a musician these days. There's a right. lot to unpack. Because even if, um, like, we'll just get out of the way, even if they remove Joe Rogan from their platform, someone else will pay him $100 million and he'll be on Rumble or whatever. And Spotify will still be paying jack shit to our, uh, artists who work hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thank you for finding this part of the story interesting. Uh, more people have than maybe I suspected would but there's still a lot of noise to cut through on it yeah i mean spotify as i think more and more people realize now pays a pittance out in revenue to to artists and um and also gave joe rogan 200 million dollars and that's sort of where the joe rogan part being interesting ends for me Uh, it's like he's important to this story in as much as he you know, highlights this, like, just obscene disparity. And, like, it's a platform that was built on the the backs of musicians, artists, and allied workers. And the the thing that's most insidious about it that I've found people's kind of jaws to drop more than any other tidbit is the ownership that labels have in Spotify so that, you know, for a band like ours who signed to RCA, BMG, Sony, Sony are the, are the overlords. Um, mm-hmm. Sony is one of the owners of Spotify and they did these deals. The, the deals still aren't fully disclosed to the public. They were done secretly. They were backdoor deals. And so like my dumb band and I emphasize that because I realize in some ways I'm the worst spokesperson for this. <laughs> but um, but believe it or not, Eve Six in 2022 gets uh, like 1.3 million streams per month. That's what we, we had like this, this past month. Like we averaged around a million per month. All of that money goes to the master owner, the person who owns the recording, the entity that owns the recording, which in our case is Sony, who also is an owner of Spotify. It's really fun how that works. And um, so that's what I've been really kind of banging on about. It's like Spotify is, you know, more interested in, and the labels, frankly, are like, are interested in, in Spotify's speculative you know, value, you know, whatever it is in the imagination on a given day, that's where it's at for them because they're owners. So when, when this, when the 0.003 cents per stream goes out, goes conveniently to the master owner, that's, they're, they're making money. They're profiting off of us, but they're also profiting off of Spotify's financialized value or whatever. Ooh, boy. So I do. Do do you find when you talk to people that people at least think that you're getting that whatever it is third of a cent mm-hmm. per stream or something? Are they shocked to hear that you're you know not even getting any of that residual uh, income? Yeah, I think they find that pretty shocking, and and like that's not the case for every artist. Like um, that's the case for our band because. And for many others, I mean, but not not all, um, because, you know, we made three records on a major label. And the way that that works is they, they pay for stuff up front that you have to pay it all back. 
and that's not just the cost of the recording, but that's, you know, all the dinners they take you out to and mm-hmm. tour support and marketing and press right. and everything. You know, when we made our first three records that Sony has ownership of, I mean, that was sort of during the last gasp of the big money, you know, sales music industry. And there was a lot of money being thrown around. Um, like, you know, did we benefit from that? Of course we did. Like, you know, we, we were a band that people have, have heard of, but the the deals in and of themselves are uh, exploitative. I mean, they always have been now those deals are (laughs) mapped on to a streaming technology that wouldn't exist until 14 years after we signed the record deal and expected to stand like that's fine um, and totally cool, even though there's this trust of bad corporations and CEOs profiting insanely while artists get jack shit. And this like, I, uh, well, uh, I'll I'll let you guys. I can like fucking go on forever about this stuff. Oh, no, this but, is fascinating. Um, this is fascinating. We don't know anything about it. Yeah. Also, you were, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 16 or 17 when you signed that. That's deal. so young. Yeah, that's that's right. I was 17, and our guitar player John was 16. We were juniors in high school, so yeah, we were legally underage um, when we signed that deal that is now mapped onto streaming in 2022 and doesn't sound seem like it should be legal well first off (laughs) yeah making deals that young but having it but now it seems ridiculous to have that same to not be revisiting that i don't know when i when i first like started kind of when i I did a thread about this that like went went viral a couple weeks ago and shortly afterwards i was like i'm fairly pessimistic about systemic change happening in the music industry, <laughs> but um, fairly uh, optimistic that we can give Spotify and their shareholders a really awful month. Um, I, I, that much is happening, but I fear that they don't give a shit because they're not thinking they're, they're projecting out, out way further than that. And um, I, I, I sort of think that what it would take for them to be caused enough pain to maybe change their practices would be for, you know, a massive artist or a few to pull their stuff from Spotify and kind of, you know, make noise about this particular you know, fair uh, uh, streaming use worker side of the story. And I just don't know that they are, I feel like artists who are in that place are maybe too comfortable to care, possibly have, have been able to negotiate better terms for themselves because of their, you know, uh, power and clout and stuff like that. I don't know that, but um I'm sort of suspicious of it because I feel like maybe more would be saying something if that weren't the case. Um, I guess long way of saying I'm like not particularly hopeful, but, <laughs> but at, you know, at least, 
people are hearing, I think, this side of the story pretty clearly for the first time. Some people are taking action and deleting their accounts or canceling their premiums and switching to title, which is what we've done. We, we don't have the, the power to remove our Sony-owned records from Spotify um, because we don't have, you know, shockingly, the, the clout of someone like Neil Young who can write an email and jump. Uh, but we are taking down the stuff that our current label owns stuff that's that's come out in the last year which obviously doesn't come anywhere near comparing to uh the streaming numbers but um it's something and we're, we're taking a we're taking a cut in our advance for that it's worth it to us to do it we changed our banner on spotify to delete spotify so if you go to listen to e6 on spotify you see a big green banner that says delete spotify and we got that from the inimitable um, <laughs> Belly, uh, another another band who's been loud about this. So we're sort of doing what we can do and doing stuff like this um, with you guys. And I'm grateful for you giving me the platform to just, you know, tell people like it's easy. It, it's easy to enough to do to switch to a platform like Tidal, which pays you know, not enough, but significantly more than Spotify. And Spotify is the giant. They're the Goliath that's had the stranglehold on streaming. And if they can, if they can be, you know, caused enough pain to change, like that sends a message. So that's sort of my, you know, I guess, pessimistic optimistic uh you know convergence there thank you i mean yeah you know it it, it is incredibly informative i feel like i've spent a lot of time or not a lot of time but significant plenty of time i've thought this can't be good for artists i know this isn't good <laughs> like <laughs> mm, we're gonna find out some bad things and then but we also and it, it's kind of similar to just all the streaming channels that you have. There are so many places where you can store your music and it's been such a transition for all of us that used to have a physical copies of our CDs or cassette tapes or records or whatever. And, and now everything's streaming. And, and so you finally land at a platform and you feel almost like they've got you because what are you going to mm -hmm. do? Go and rebuild your whole music library. Yeah. Yeah. You go and do that. Okay. So real, real, <laughs> Real, real quick on that note, this is important. I was going to mention it a second ago and then spaced on it, but you, you can now move your playlist from Spotify oh. to other, other platforms with okay. relative ease. Yeah. This that's, is huge. That, that's totally doable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of a Luddite and don't know exact, but I know people have been, I, I know it's possible and relatively easy to do to move all of your shit nice. from Spotify to title or Napster, I should say, who pays the best, which is okay. the I, funniest yeah, story. It's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's very incredible. Um, good for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. Like, I mean, you have an old, even an old quote from the, like when Napster was doing the other thing. <laughs> Uh, and I know like a lot of artists were just like, no, like download our music for free and listen to it. It means you like our band. 
Yeah, exactly. And the, and people sort of can conflate the two. I've been jokingly referring to myself as Lars not rich because <laughs> I've been like so annoying about this. But the thing is like when you have a spot, when you have a Spotify premium account, like you, you're giving your money to a trust of awful corporations who are exploiting artists and then giving $200 million to Joe Rogan and then investing like Daniel Eck, the CEO has invested, I think it's $114 million in defense tech. You know, that that's, that's where this money is going. So mm-hmm. like, I don't have a problem with people stealing. That's like, I, I mean, that's orders of magnitude more ethical to me than paying a premium Spotify subscription. So yeah, it's not, it, this is a different fight. Uh, with with different terms than the you know Lars uh, Napster thing or whatever. What do you think it would like? How many if like Drake and Ariana Grande and Bad Bunny, whatever the top five artists yep. on Spotify are, would it like would they be able in short order to ensure some changes if they all were like we're pulling our music off Spotify unless you I what I don't whatever the, the if the demand is a penny per stream or if it's just a, a renegotiating with the 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 whoever owns the publishing rights I don't know exactly what the um yeah specifics would be but like is that what you think would do it Well uh the specifics are pretty much exactly that that's that's what uh, the Union of Musicians and Allied Workers, which is the union that we're, we've been aligned with, is asking for is a penny per stream. And for those deals that Spotify made with major record companies to be made made public, um, I do. I, I do think that if, if artists like that were like, this is exploitative and, you know, maybe we're not super hurt by it because we're already extremely rich <laughs> but um there are you know a lot of middle working class musicians who are are being exploited and it, it is a workers rights issue and people bristle at that and i understand it because it's like making music is fun or at least can be or at least is some of the time but a lot of work goes into it too and like i don't know i want I want the next like great American songwriter or band guy or rapper or whatever to be able to afford to do what it takes to forge a career by making shit, by writing those songs, by, by being creative rather than, you know, having to get another job working for a corporate company or something or work at Starbucks or something else like that. Like I would like art for artists to be able to, to make art. I kind of think it's important. So <laughs> yeah, if they so. did it for, if you know, and it is, cause it's like, I mean, we all know like music that you, that speaks to you has the ability to like change you to like pull mm-hmm. you back from the edge, to put you back together when you're shattered. Like, uh, uh, you know, I, yeah, sounds dramatic, but like no, it's, it's not. True. I'm just going to in- interject yeah. and say Cody knows this. Every day, if I'm not recording, it's I put music on. It's 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 vital to my my focus, to my energy, 
to my mood. If I'm sad, I need to yep. dance. I need to do it. Yeah. And I, at 30 seconds of me just dancing to something I fucking love and I'm in a different stratosphere. And it, yeah. it, it is mental health. It's everything. It's art. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want people to be able to make it and people can only make it if they can like keep the lights on, you know? Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw Rob Delaney's post, um, but he, he did a post on Twitter where he was like, I'm pulling my stuff from Spotify. This has nothing to do with Joe Rogan. This has nothing to do with any of that stuff. This has to do with their, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, exploitation of artists. If those were the sounds that the artists you just mentioned were making, I, I do think that that would move the needle certainly more than the fucking Eve six guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, just wondering, cause like, um, it seems like that was, I was going to ask this earlier. Um, I didn't realize I'm looking at Delaney's post now. Um, and it seems like the kind of thing that like, if, if Neil Young and Joni Mitchell did what they did, but about this, it seems like that would have had sort of a snowball effect more than why they did it. Well, because this is something you yeah. can get behind versus, oh, we need to to make a stand on Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan is, like you said before, well, Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan. He'll keep He'll, Joe Roganing. Exactly. Like, like, exactly. And like you said, Cody, at the top, like he, he's, you know, if Spotify drops him, he'll get another 200 mil from someone else and he'll keep doing what he does. Like, so I, I just feel like that is just this, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not on board with that side of the story. I, I don't, I criticize Joe Rogan all the time sure. <laughs> on Twitter and stuff like that. But, and also Neil Young, you know, immediately jumping to shilling for Amazon, who mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exploitation <laughs> even you know far greater than Spotify does pays artists worse. Right, and Neil Young's you know, loaded. That was if he wants to fight the good move. fight, he should be fighting for artists. Yeah, yes, and I should say also like um, as as much as you know, wanting to bring these, the contracts that were made between Spotify and labels to light and the sort of extra layer of exploitation that's there. Like even for most of the artists who are affiliated with the union for musicians and allied workers are independent artists. They're not artists who have, they're successful in the independent artists, but they're not artists who are with major labels. So this this grievance isn't just for people like me who have corporations who own their masters. I mean, 0. 0.003 cents per stream is is an insane, you know, an absurd, you know, payout. So, like, it ain't just that. That's just an aspect of it that is is also important and also one of the demands of the union that's been, you know, completely ignored by Spotify, as was, like asking for a penny per stream specifically during the pandemic when artists lost, you know, their only viable oh. income source, which is live now. Right. right? Cause there's mm-hmm. nothing. People don't buy shit for the most part. Uh, artists don't get paid from streaming. So it's live. Like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you can tour and work that way, you can make some money that got throttled obviously. And, 
uh, completely taken off the table. So the fact that Spotify it completely ignored those requests for a penny per stream during the fucking pandemic, um, you know, doing what all of these platform capitalists do, which is say, but we're barely profitable. Right. Um, meanwhile, Especially during a time when they are going to be way more profitable because people are not doing anything. They're just listening to Spotify. Yes. Like that's where all the ears yes, are going. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Big time. So they're getting even more there and they're also conveniently finding $200 million to give to a podcaster. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild, man. This is, this is maybe a dumb question because I don't understand the music industry very well, but could you, since you don't own those masters, could mm. you in theory go the route and record mm. like inside out parentheses Eve six version and like own the Taylor Swift, Ooh, like, re- Taylor. like re-record everything. Yeah. Yeah. Re- re-record the yeah. burn book album or something. The burn. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cody's good with titles. <laughs> <laughs> Eve six no, two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we could do that. There are, are a lot of artists who are obviously Taylor Swift did that. The thing with that and why it's not well, wh- wh- why it it can sort of get in the way of of the story that we're trying to tell here is first of all that costs money, right? It costs money to record, especially if you're trying to approximate a recording that was done with the major label budget and right. stuff like you know Max. that's gonna take yeah it's gonna you take just money need to save it's your fractions time. of pennies and cut back on the avocado toast mm, right. <laughs> right um it, and it also just i mean kind of sucks to do like i think yeah. uh, i i don't know i i we did do it for a song that we had on the out cold soundtrack that is like you know, kind of one of our like most requested live songs, sort of like, you know, pseudo pseudo hit. And we did a re-record, and it and it came out pretty good. We're gonna put it out. Um, but we did that more because it's not available anywhere. And I don't even think the label that I don't even remember what label put that out, but I don't think they exist anymore. So, um, yeah, it is something that artists can do and and then get the get their whole point zero zero three cents per stream right but yeah. um it's but like it's still a whole point zero zero three cents per stream and remember that's also like you know that's being split up like that point oh oh three is being divvied so it's impossible to make any money unless you're taylor swift hey now it's a Raycon ad. You ever wail on a guitar so hard that you fly across the room? Perhaps you know an elderly inventor who constructed some kind of super large amp. Or maybe a large mutant turtle hit a guitar so hard that you flew out of a warehouse. Well, if that's the case, then you should try Raycon wireless earbuds. The best way to keep the music going, no matter how far you fly through the air because of a wicked guitar solo. These earbuds will stay in those ears as well feel, look, and sound great. I use them whenever I have to slam dunk a basketball. Hey, hello! Did I mention that Raycon earbuds have eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life? That's good things I just mentioned. Also, things to mention is that Raycon earbuds have over 48,000 five-star reviews. So many things! What a new! 
Oh, maybe you should try these fabled earbuds. And right now, our viewers and listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash some news. That's buyraycon.com slash some news to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash some news. Raycon, put them inside of your ears. Put them inside your ears. What are you? Oh, hello. Listen, we all know that I could easily take you down in a fight. Why, I could kill you with just my legs like Sonya from Mortal Kombat. And part of the reason why I can is because I take care of all my nutritional needs. For example, I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens, the category-leading superfood product that brings convenient daily nutrition in one delicious drink. Just one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients. It aids with gut health and digestion, as well as supports a healthy immune system. Are you tired of endless pills or having to keep up with the latest dietary research? Boring. AG1 makes it super easy by continuously improving upon their recipe to keep up with all the latest nutritional needs. It works for any lifestyle such as keto or vegan or paleo or gluten-free and contains just one gram of sugar. So heck, perhaps... Maybe try some today and you can finally strike me down like you've always wanted to. Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash more news today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash more news to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. You'll never defeat me. I do have a few, uh, I do have a few, like, just Eve 6 questions in general before we <laughs> move on to other stuff, if that's okay. Um, of course. You can't see, Max, but Jonathan has the sweetest little smile on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I was, I was, what, 16 years old when, uh, I, I was watching Inside Out on MTV. It was on MTV. What year yeah. was that? Uh, n- what, 97? I mean, you would know, 98? Yeah, it was 98, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to remember, because, yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was, you know, watching You're, these videos You were a big part of all of our growing up. MTV every day. So I'm just like <laughs> curious. Um, well, I know that this, like a lot of this like Twitter fandom got started with you going on Twitter and uh, asking certain celebrities if they liked the Heart in a Blender song, which is very funny, <laughs> which is a very, just a funny thing to it's a good do. Bit. And it's I was, good it's a, it's a great bit. Oh, and I was curious I love it. who's like the coolest or most interesting person who actually responded to you that they did or didn't like the song yeah um i did get some good ones trying to think marianne williamson um <laughs> responded with with a guess and exclamation points classic um amazing. The, the thrill yeah i'm trying to think of who else someone else that asked vincent d'onofrio um, and he replied and then he and I got in a little back and forth. And then I think he thought that I was making fun of him, but I was just trying to, I was just being a shit. Yeah, continue the bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. The, 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 the coolest one for me, it actually wasn't a, do you like the heart in a blender song? It was just, but it was at the beginning of the Twitter thing like a year ago. And I, I just, I tweeted, I was once Agent Cooper, now I'm Bob, and Kyle McLaughlin, someone must have alerted him to it because I didn't tag him or anything, but he quote tweeted it and said, it's a journey. Uh, so that, that one. That's cool. That, yeah. That, 
that was probably the coolest one. But there were so, so many. I mean, Megan McCain unsolicited oh, was God. like, I like the heart in a blender song. And I, I, I just ignored it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, like last year? Or like yeah. recently? She just like tweeted that randomly? No, this this was a year ago. She's since blocked me. Okay, uh, she, blo- uh, she blocked but, me like yeah. three years ago. So any Megan McCain story, I'm like, wait, when did that happen? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, this would this would have been like in the first couple weeks of the Twitter going ape shit. <laughs> oh, she uh. hasn't blocked me. So if there's anything either of you ever yeah, want to yeah, say to me Megan either. McCain. Just... Just okay, good to know. Me, uh, just shoot me a text, and I'll I'll let her know. I'll yeah, pass we'll it along. Like, we have a ask, ask her uh, what I asked her when she blocked me. Okay. <laughs> Which was who's, who's your dad? Is this who's your dad? That you, yeah. Okay, I'm on it. Fine. Yeah, let's ask her who her dad is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and then the, I also just wanted to ask because it was announced this week that um, that you're writing a memoir. Uh, called Heart in a Blender, and I wanted to know if you've started writing yet, and if you've got like a bunch of stories stacked up that you're looking forward to to sharing. Yeah, yeah, um, I have, and I'm doing it with um, a guy named Dave Wedge and Luke O'Neill, who you guys might know. Do you guys know Luke? Yeah, I know Luke. Um, uh, or I'm like I'm aware, like we don't yeah. know each other, but yeah, I know Luke. <laughs> I've been a fan of Luke's for a while. Like I, I discovered his newsletter. It's a Hell World, well, right? I don't Is know. That what- what it is? Yeah, well, yeah. welcome to Hell World. Welcome to Hell World. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he did a Hell World with me, and this was in the first couple months of Twitter, and then he like re, you know, reposted about it a few months back, and that got the attention of um, the publisher that that we're with now. And <laughs> there's definitely going to be some stories in there. It's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of it goes into a lot. It goes into, you know, I guess some of the sort of predictable stuff when it with like, you know, addiction and shit attendant to marginal fame. Um, and, and, uh, you know, ensuing mental illness. So there's fun shit like that in there. There's also, um, yeah, a, a lot of, a lot of stories, a lot of tales from the road. And yeah, I'm just really happy to be doing it with these per- two guys in particular because I respect them and I love Luke's writing. That's exciting. Yeah, I that's can't wait exciting. to read that's that. Sounds, sounds right up my alley. Um, is there a, an artist or like a musician who you've like met who like either surprised you at how like cool they were or didn't surprise you about <laughs> how like shitty they were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. I'm trying to think of anyone who who surprised me because they were cool. That's that's sort of t- actually. I guess he is a, he is a musician too, but more is more well known as as an engineer. But um, Steve Albini, who I've just recently, like in the last month or so, become friends with. Like uh, it, it started out with sort of like a good natured. Twitter feud <laughs> and but then um you know we started like messaging and we just did an episode of that talk house podcast together where we just you know talked for an hour and he is principled to an almost alarming <laughs> degree in general but like especially put in the context of the music industry like this is a guy who has never taken royalties because he thinks it's unethical. So hmm. he turns down 
royalties on in utero. Uh, you know, not to mention all the other, you know, incredible records he's made that have sold many copies. Um, he still works for a living. Uh, he is just a, an impressive dude. And um, I've definitely found myself thinking, man, it would have been cool to have like a mentor like that uh, when I was a kid, but I, I'm, I'm really impressed with him. Um, the third eye blind guy, I think anyone who follows me on Twitter knows <laughs> that, I, I mean, he's a douchebag to like a, a, a degree that I've said before is, it's almost generous because like there's an entertainment value there. <laughs> I, um, that I've got a story of a well, friend, but. <laughs> oh, oh, good, good. I always love a good, I always love a good Jenkins story. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we did like, I don't know, a long, we did two back to back tours with them in 98 when we were, you know, it was our first, our first big tour was with them. And, and, yeah, he's like a he's like a cartoon. He's like a caricature of a rock star. Um, uh, some that makes ways. sense. But you that can tell has with that his career, like, hasn't it? Because any knows. band or musician that takes himself seriously shouldn't be taken seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he seems like yeah, he would. Yeah. yeah, take himself way too seriously. This this guy I used to know. Yeah. I grew up in the Bay Area and. Um, dated lots of boys and bands in my day but this is this guy he was working at a, a recording studio barrier recording studio and uh he was there his name steven jenkins is that his name yeah, yeah oh i there. know i know i think i know who you're talking about but go on this is the dude who i'm blanking on his name now but he he owns that like famous he, little studio yeah Yes, it's probably that. Studio. I mean, it's probably not the guy I'm thinking of, but um, but anyway, he made my friend. This person was like an assistant working in there and uh, he made him his girlfriend. Steve, his girlfriend, the girl he was dating was calling a lot that day or was like texting him, trying to get hold of him. He made the assistant go and break up with her. Oh, <laughs> my really God. That's so funny <laughs> you said that because you just made a memory leap to my mind that I oh pro- that probably would in the dustbin forever. I swear to God, like it'll be in the book. Yes. Um, oh my no, God. It, awesome. It, it, I, oh, we don't get I, the exclusive. I, <laughs> like literally the same thing. This was in the first oh, no. couple of weeks that we were on that board with them. So I was probably 19 or 20. And he was like, he was like, I'm going to try to do an impression of them. He was like, so, do you have a girlfriend? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I do. I do have a girlfriend. He was like, you should break up with her, man. You're on the road now. I swear to God. It was like, Oh my God. Yeah. God, that's such yeah. a, Band but you're right. Thing. There is like, like you're he's putting on the show of of the rock star. Yeah, he's uh, it's just like it's, it sounds very phony. Mm, he sounds uh, like a through narcissist to me. Um, that's so yeah, funny yeah. that he just does that with people apparently. <laughs> They, he just does that with people. And like the funniest thing to me now that I'm like a few years older than he was at that time when he was like doing that kind of blustery shit with me, like, I don't know, like flexing like that to like, mm-hmm. 
a kid. I don't know. Yeah, There's something yeah it's so weird. Just this. like really weird. Well, also just like I don't know. Yeah. Like you're in a band, and like you're in a popular band. Enjoy that. Just like be a yeah. fun guy in a band. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. that's such a weird right uh, thing to to turn it into. I mean, this is awkward because he's our guest next week. Oh boy. Yeah, but- well. We'll just play him this conversation and see if he cares to comment. (laughs) Before we go on to anything that has nothing to do with music, um, you're in a band. You've been in a band for uh, decades. Uh, I'm I'm curious, just like, what was your favorite band when you were 10 years old? Uh, It was, I probably would have been exactly 10, I'm thinking. I guess it wasn't a band, technically, because it was a solo record, but... um, like I heard Running Down a Dream by Tom Petty on the radio when I think I was like nine or 10. And um, like, it was just a totally like transcendent experience. Mm-hmm. I still remember it completely. And that was like the thing that was the sort of the moment that made me become obsessed with rock and roll. Mm. Um, like literally from that point on, all my allowance money went to buying tapes <laughs> yeah. and uh you know i i i just I, I became obsessed with it it was like this strange magic there was like freedom in it there was i don't know it i i think i just had like i don't know i was just a little super feeler when it came to mm-hmm. guitar music and and that sort of you know started me on the road being little, band guy for better or worse. Yeah. And from there it went on, you know, like I I I had my like obligatory um hair metal phase. I'm forty three, so like this was like, you know, late eighties when I got into music and then um then like the grunge stuff, then skateboarding camp, I was turned on to the Dead Kennedys and then punk rock and then yeah, you know, all those phases. But Tom Petty's been a through line for me. This has been really fun. We're going to get a couple of news stories in here. Jonathan, if you could lead us through some broken news I items can. that we can react to. I do um, have uh, some Trump dates for all of you. Oh, okay. Multiple, multiple this Trump dates guy. today. Yeah, yeah let's, let's have it. Um, so his longtime accounting firm cut ties with him and essentially retracted a decade's worth of financial statements. They said, like, in light of these investigations. <laughs> so what does that Trump- even mean? Is so, my, like, yeah, how do you yeah, yeah. retract financial statements? They're like- basically saying, like, look, don't hold us responsible for the contents of these financial statements. We were just going on what the Trump organization told mm-hmm. us. And obviously, we've got these New York investigations, which are finding out that they were huge <laughs> liars. They were huge liars. And then just today in one of those investigations, um, a New York judge ruled that Donald Trump, Ivanka and Donald Jr. are going to have to sit for depositions um, in the New York Attorney General's uh, civil investigation. It doesn't sound good, but, uh, you know, shrug. Like funny uh, guy. (laughs) Are we going to get to Will will they be televised? I want to see (laughs) Don Jr. all like gacked up and like, but you know wild eyed giving a deposition yeah i've been waiting for this for so long like even if there are no consequences surely eventually they'll have to do something like At that least and i just want yeah who doesn't want to see these sweaty freaks like 
yelling about cancel culture while they're like being tried for crimes. <laughs> like, is that what Bar just keeps lowering? It's like I want to, I want them to die. I want them to be punished, rotten jail. I just want to see them squirm on TV, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There probably won't be any actual accountability, but no. it'd be it'd be nice to see the squirming. Yeah. At least we can have a hoot. Yeah, I mean that's right. what the that's what the Trump dates always are is just me saying here's a bunch of illegal shit they right. did and then we move on forever. It really is just yeah. like every uh, three <laughs> weeks. He, he did release one of his like statements, um, you know that like Maggie Haberman posts, um, right. <laughs> and this one was like a rambly four page one that mm. um mentions hillary clinton like many times and he's like my company's so rich if anything these financial statements <laughs> undercount undersaid how rich i am um you know. <laughs> he's a self-parody i love it if any, if anything i'm not <laughs> that's so silly i mean <laughs> uh what a goofball uh, he, why would you do that <laughs> The good news, and this is our next one, is that you could soon be able to get on Truth Social Ooh. and get his uh, updates in uh, tweet form. But the tweets on Truth Social are called truths. <laughs> uh, it's incredible. If you can look up the so like screen grabs of this website, yep. it is literally Twitter.com and they changed the word Twitter to truth. It's incredible what and they're it's trying their to do. they're red checks instead of blue checks. Like, there's no way it's legal. Like, surely this won't last very long. Like, it's just yeah. Twitter. Uh, all the symbols are the same. Every single thing is the same, except it's the Tomorrow word truth Tomorrow we'll see news of a lawsuit. If he w- runs and wins, he gets the POTUS Twitter back. Probably. Probably. Well, his uh, and his Facebook ban uh, is lifted right before the actual election. So, so why isn't he using that? Mm. That's where all his, his people love it. And YouTube said they'd let him back on YouTube once the threat of, of violence has lifted. Or at least that's what they said <laughs> at the beginning of so 2021. So vague and useless. What do you mean by that? Like- yeah. My, my favorite part of this is that Donald Trump Jr. on Twitter shared a screenshot of Twitter, uh, of I'm sorry, of Truth Social, mm. being like, this thing is launching. Here's his first truth, and it says, "Get ready, your favorite president will see you soon." Ugh. Classic, which it. is either a, it's like a threat, or I picture it as like the tagline of a horror movie on a VHS. It's both. It's also, both. It, it, both get and ready are capitalized. Yeah, um, man, it's extra post that way. Exactly, <laughs> got to draw attention to every single word. Uh, why are the retweet numbers whited out? Did he do that um, on purpose? I don't know. I'm, I is he trying to hide like the, the low engagement of his desk? That's really like, funny. It's something with social two. posts. Well, because it was open. It was to... a fresh post. It's only yeah. got 49 and likes. And there's only okay. 500 beta testers on oh. Truth Social so far. Um, like people from OAN and Newsmax and stuff like that are on there. And I wonder um, if they've found the truth there with those 500 people. I wouldn't put it past him to white out the retweets anyway out of pride, <laughs> even though it's still beta and there's no one on it. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. No, he's so he's so insecure for, him, for himself and for his dad. Like, he's insecure for everyone around him. Um, yeah, he can't, yeah. can't let that. His I also like that he... To, yeah. he uh, five million likes and five million retweets just by like default. The screen grab includes right. uh, the, yeah. uh, the heart uh, that Don Jr. hearted. Uh, yeah, yeah, filled yeah. in because, um, of course, he's the 49th. Uh, he was waiting for it. I've got uh, a non-Trump story. Uh, nice. uh, Thank God. Of you. Uh, it's it's not that refreshing. Uh, Disney, 
you know, the mm-hmm. Disney, co- Disney mm-hmm. company, uh, is building a planned community of homes in California's Coachella Valley called Cotino. Uh, it's one of many planned story living communities. Uh, this one will feature a 24 acre grand oasis, shopping, dining, entertainment, a beachfront hotel, and recreational water activities. I hate this shit. That's the desert. Mm. That is the desert. Having like this manicure it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Oh, it makes perfect sense. It's just sure. terrible and demonic. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. expensive. I mean, this is what they wanted to do with Epcot. Uh, right, they like they wanted their own little Disney nation story um, living, and so they're gonna do it. There is they're, no crime. Yeah, um, they're gonna. You know what? If this is where what Disney adults want, and they can they can all move and live together in a little community, and they're There's not a refreshing, elsewhere. A surprising thing. Yeah, there we go. Like let them have it. <laughs> let them ha- let them have their little town. Uh, they can all dress up. You get and like discounts on um season passes. I feel like season passes should be built into your HOAs. Like season passes for like Disneyland or yeah, the yeah, parks. Yeah. If you, so, if you live in one of these, if you uh, live in one of these awful you communities, get to go to the parks, and it should be, just be a part of your fees or whatever. Yeah, just okay. putting that out there. Um, I will say at least because I when I first uh, glanced at this story, I thought it was a uh, what we're also definitely heading towards. Uh, How does it have a beachfront hotel? They're well, building, it's, they're building a beach. It's fake. You can make it. It's the it's the magic a, of imagination. You can't have a beachfront hotel in the desert. You well, can. what what is going to connect the land to the twenty four acre grand oasis, which is all water that they're <laughs> putting? Exactly. <laughs> okay, sorry, Katie. No, it all it all it's all according to plan. They're going to make an ocean in the. Desert God's gonna be so bad, but I did think originally that this was uh, a move towards what we're gonna see more of, like you know, like Amazon towns, mm-hmm. where like everyone at Amazon uh, who works at Amazon lives in this little mm-hmm. community, uh, and you get up and you take oh, yeah. an Amazon tram to your Amazon factory, and you get off work and you go to your Amazon home. Um, I thought that was this for I, Disney. Um, thank God, I, it's I'm, not. Waiting like for, uh, I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for. The internet's favorite author, David Foster Wallace's uh, prophecy, to come through, and and for like uh, corporations to start buying years, you know. So it's like instead of twenty twenty three, it's just called Amazon. Mm, year of the Amazon, God. Yeah, yeah. F- five yeah. years from now, uh, years will it's be an- NFTs that you can sell. Like, yeah. Uh, um, but at least this is just for people who like Disney and not for people who work at Disney. I don't know if that's a silver lining, but I'm going to claim that it is. But it's the world we live in. People um, who uh, work at Disney would not be able to afford to live in this. That's a that's a good, sad point you've just made. <laughs> I'm full of good, sad points. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Katie, do we have time for one more story? One more. Um, I just... I can't believe the the new york police department tweeted this thing out yesterday. before you get any mm. further you can't believe it yeah whatever I mean, you're about even, to say, without I even knowing what believe. they tweeted <laughs> I, I, i'm joking i continue just i can't believe it so they they tweeted it says after receiving numerous larceny complaints in the bronx officers from the nypd 44th precinct recently arrested 12 individuals following an enforcement initiative targeting shoplifters oh my God. the arrest made the the arrests made led to the closure of 23 warrants and the recovery of 1800 dollars worth of merchandise and there's two <gasps> photos in the tweet 
One photo is of like three cops looking real proud of themselves. And the other is a photo of all of the confiscated stuff that was stolen, which includes uh, diapers, soap. Yeah. It's um, mostly diapers and laundry detergent. It's almost all diapers and Cold like baby medicine. wipes. And, and like, and medicine for kids. And medicine. Yeah. <laughs> what? Cold I, uh, Not like f- like maybe one bottle of Nyquil or Dayquil or whatever, but all of it being like, like yeah, it's like Dayquil, Mucinex, and, like, Mucinex like and like maybe just some like icy hot. I'm not sure. And diapers. This is so wild. Good job um, for cl- cleaning up the streets, NYPD, Forty Fourth Precinct. So they recovered eighteen hundred dollars worth of merchandise that was apparently going to go towards helping babies. Um, how much money do you think they uh, spent on getting this eight hundred dollars worth of merchandise back? Mm. Well, yeah, they Great had question. helicopters. They spent like $7.5 million like circling Walgreens. Yeah. How many fucking cops uh, did they need uh, to get these diapers back? Uh, like, they deleted this, right? Surely they, they deleted they this. They deleted this after people were like, those are a bunch of diapers. You stacked up diapers and you were proud of taking diapers away from people. Like, I mean, this is like true. some... Oh, it's awful. This it's <laughs> It looks like a parody because like this is a standard mm. tweet of like... Yeah, here's like the cop standing by like a bag of weed that they found. Um, but they replaced the bag of weed with diapers. It's so like it seems like it was made up. But it wasn't. I maintain yeah. it was made up. I think Jonathan made it up. Not to mention like presumably, you know, parents who couldn't afford to buy mm-hmm. diapers for their kids now being in the system forever, you know. Right, it's, like it's, yeah, that's such a good point. Of like, this is was this worth it? Really worth it to uh, dramatically change the course of these people's lives over purchasing something? And also, eighteen hundred dollars is a lot of money. This stuff shouldn't cost that much. Like it does, I believe that it does, but it's like it's just so expensive. Yeah, and also, also that yeah, expensive. Like we under do we understand why people need to do this? <laughs> Why are we talking about like glorifying? Oh, you guys did it when people are desperate. This is an indication yeah. of desperation. Also, yeah, 20... it's way too expensive to take proper care of a child. Yeah, why some countries send like, you diapers? Well, right. That's I mean, that's the message here. Is like maybe we should just give everyone diapers and detergent. Mm, maybe we should do that. Like eighteen hundred dollars divided by twenty three warrants. If that's spread out, that's like that was I just did that at seventy eight bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like they're they're putting people through hell now, and like the system, as you said, for like seventy eight dollars worth. Of I like can't essentials. believe this. So that's like some people, like <laughs> like somebody had like a bag of stolen diapers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, that's a fun way to end the episode. Um, Max, it really has been a delight having you here. Um, go ahead and plug your stuff. Tell everybody that famous Twitter handle that they should follow. All right. Um, no, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it and appreciate people who are willing to get into this side of the Spotify story. Yeah, uh, the Twitter handle is at Eve6. Um, we just announced a tour that starts in May, I think, like a month-long U.S. tour with a fantastic job band called We Are the Union and and uh, comedian Jake Flores. Um, we're calling it the Extreme Wealth Tour, and it's going to be pretty wild. Um, so tickets for that are on sale. And I've been, you know, there are links to it on the on the Twitter. I've been posting pretty regularly. And that's about it. That's all I got to plug. That's, that's um, a really solid plug. But again, solid thank you guys plug. so much for having me. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, it's our pleasure. Uh, that's it for us this week, guys. Thank you again, Max. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back next week. In the meantime, don't forget, we love you very much. Much. Thank you.